Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Ballsy Podcast. This is the Cowboys edition. I'm Evan Grant from Dallas Morning News and SportsDayDFW.com, joined by, what's your name? Uh, Kevin Sherrington. And you are again? I'm Barry Horn, and our special guest today is, are you in your living room? Uh, as a matter of fact, I am. That's a really dangerous question to ask somebody where they are. I didn't are. ask what he was wearing. Okay. Also, I didn't ask what he was wearing. <laughs> what kind of introduction is that? Yeah. Uh, our special you guest is... Can ask me. <laughs> is Babe Laufenberg, former Cowboys quarterback and great sportscaster, and I have to say an analyst on Cowboy Radio. We, yeah. I have to say this, Babe. We apologize that that Barry's asked, here. No, that we asked Brad to do the <laughs> intro and, and and not you. Um, but we're glad that you could be with us anyway today. Well, I also think you owe me an apology because why did Evan Grant? get the only introduction as award-winning Evan Grant. Because Evan wrote the, the script. The Evan yeah. wrote the script. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear here. This is my yeah, baby, and these two were just along riding my carpet my carpet tails. Your coat my <laughs> coat tails. <laughs> wow. You are messed up. Anyway. Yes, that, that was my envisionment for today. Envi- so, so, so babe, babe, we have had, you and I have had this discussion many times before uh, uh, in the history of the Cowboys uh, certainly in the history as Jerry Jones as the owner, his reluctance to select quarterbacks. In in those 26 years, he has drafted, I believe, five quarterbacks. Is that not correct? Does that sound right that to might, you? That, that might be one, two. Well, I guess you, know, what, you, had, you had Troy, Steve. It's a shame. You can name them. They had Troy, mm-hmm. Aikman, obviously Steve Walsh. So they had two in right. the first year of ownership. After right. that, it was Bill Musgrave yep. as the fourth rounder. That's and three. One. Yep. It was Quincy Carter as the yep. second rounder That's in four. 2000. Yep. It was the A&M Stephen McGee. The A&M uh, Stephen McGee flash. in the fourth in the fourth round about five years ago. Yeah. Yep. So that was five this, five quarterbacks. And over that same period, how many do you think the Packers probably took? Oh gosh, uh, the Packers have uh, seriously the Packers have drafted more Pro Bowl quarterbacks, albeit they they traded them to other teams. Then the Cowboys have drafted quarterbacks, period, because Aaron Brooks was drafted by the Packers. He became a pro bowler at New Orleans. Mark Brunel drafted in the fifth round, became a pro bowler, obviously, with Jacksonville. Matt Hasselback taken in the sixth round, became a pro bowler at Seattle. I mean, their list goes on and on. It's crazy. And, and you know, and that's what, it's, here's, here's the shocking thing, and, and we have talked about this, Kevin, and I, I don't mean to touch it. We all know it is the most posi- important position in all of sports. And, and, and the most important. What position did you play? <laughs> well, I, I didn't play it very well. No, yes, I you did. You were an NFL quarterback. Well, I was, but but I, I would throw one. It, it, I, I'm going to say every other year, every third year, every fourth year. But you, why are you, do you not have a guy in the pipeline? So that's it's been a shocker. 
And, and most shocking to me is now they have a, a quarterback, a former quarterback, as a head coach. So no one knows the importance more than that guy who was that backup and a solid backup in the NFL for 10, 12 years, who watched the Hall of Fame guy for a few years here in Troy Aikman. Nobody knows the importance of that position more than him, and they still have had a reluctance to draft quarterbacks. Babe, Kevin makes this statement to me on many occasions, and I, I, I just want to make sure that this is that this is correct. Have you actually heard Jerry and Jason basically say we don't want to be developing somebody for another club? I have. I mean, I haven't heard that, but I don't. I don't get that line of reason. Even if you, I, I don't either. I mean, it, it. 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 And coming from a baseball background, it is so completely. Uh, diametrically opposed to how you would develop a club. You develop and you develop, and when they play, they play, whether it's for you or somebody else. Well, here I'll give you a quick, I mean, there's no better example for me than to see what happened with the Super Bowl champion last year, right? They had a guy there, he was there four years, took him in the second round, Brock Osweiler. He's playing for somebody else now, right? He's gone to Houston, got his big contract, but if you told me that the Cowboys are going to use their second-round pick this guy this year on a guy that's only going to play seven games for him, start seven games, but in those seven games, he's going to go five and two, steady the ship, get you to the playoffs, which Brock Osweiler did, and then they go on to win a Super Bowl, I would say that's a hell of a draft pick. That's exactly my Yeah, the notion that... Well, you're drafting him for somebody else, number one. You never know that. And, and with Tony Romo's, obviously, injury situation, he's going to be 36 years old next year. You're probably not drafting him for someone else. You're probably drafting him to play for you at some point in time. Okay, so we're, we're bearing the lead here. Let's cut to the chase. The Cowboys have the fourth pick in the upcoming draft. Would you— We think they have it. We, well, they have it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you draft—I'm not going to ask you who yet, but would you take a quarterback with the fourth pick— right now, knowing what you know? Yes, I would if I felt he was worthy of a top-ten pick. So you're he, giving... doesn't have to be the, he doesn't have to be the fourth best player in the draft. Is there a quarterback who's worthy of a top-ten pick who will be available from North Dakota State? I, I always State? say, this sounds like I'm riding the fence, but uh. I always say you can't draft him from your couch, meaning I, I'm not, I don't have the ability or the wherewithal to go out, sit down with the guy, talk to him for four hours, talk to everybody he's been connected with through his life, and find out what kind of guy I'm getting. But in my mind right now, Carson Wentz would be that guy. I, I like him better than Goff, which is not to say I don't like Goff. It's always that, you know, who do you like better, Barry or Emmett? Uh, I like Emmett. Oh, you're saying Barry wasn't any good? No, no, I didn't say Barry. I was good. better than Emmett. Shut up, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, if I, okay, sorry. That was our first shut up clarify. right there. I should have yeah. clarified. No, but if... You know, to go up and draft a guy, I'll give you, let me give you a quick example. But the, uh, what was it, the 2011 draft, okay? 2011 draft. Here, here, here are guys taking, taken in the first 12 picks of that draft. Jake Locker at number 8, Blaine Gabbert at number 10 by Jacksonville, and Christian Ponder at number 12 by Minnesota. Now, there, there's not one of them that you would draft today that, but one of them's out of the league, the other's got to be, and the other's hanging on. One of, so, them's, one of them's married to Samantha Ponder, though. Yes, she is. Yes, he is. Excuse me. Well, no, she's married to him now. Right. Um, but you look at that, so those guys those guys clearly just got taken where they shouldn't. And Christian Ponder is a wonderful human being, and he has a wonderful wife, but when he was taken, I was like, 
that's a first. I mean, I've seen him play, and I'm thinking. So they panicked. You know, those teams panicked. In that same draft, how about this? In that same draft, here's some other guys that were taken. In order, Cam Newton, Vaughn Miller, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith, who was a great player but had his issues, Tyron Smith, and J.J. Watt. Pretty good, now, pretty good any, lineup. You take, you take any of those guys over any of those quarterbacks. So my thing, again, is if they deem – I wouldn't take a quarterback at number four if you, if you think he's a second-rounder. But if you think this could be the guy, then – and I, in my mind, Carson Wentz uh, has everything. And, and I, I don't want to say I discount the small school thing. And I know there's now this mantra that you have to take somebody from the Power Five conferences, but – He's got all. I watched him play. I went and saw him in Frisco. Uh, he's a powerful player, not just a you know strong player. He's a powerful player. Strong legs, sets up well, well coached. Played in a, I'll call it a pro style offense. Uh, now it's your job to go teach him, and, and they can do that. And I'm not so sure, quite honestly. And I've had this discussion with a number of quarterback type people. I'm not so sure that a guy coming from that school. North Dakota State, and I don't mean that one in particular, playing in a post-style offense, playing in with a good program. That was a well, let me just say, that was a well-coached team. I'm not so sure that guy's not better off than the guy playing in the big school, playing the spread, where you throw four routes, you don't read anybody, you're always in shotgun. So I'm not so sure that that doesn't offset the other the other part of that. You know, that that's a great analysis, and and uh, and I, I have to say, I, I feel the same way you do about this, because uh, you have always said that the Cowboys need to be drafting quarterbacks just because of the currency that they have for no other reason you can always oh, yeah. you can always deal these guys later if you, if you you know decide you don't need to have them anymore but but the thing about this is to me when you any course with any pick you have to be very careful but with the fourth pick it, it, just as you said if you decide that this guy you don't give him a first round grade you know he, he just doesn't have it then don't take right. him you know you you, you take the guy at the, at the top of your board that you think is really because with the fourth let's face it you would hope that you're getting a star with the fourth pick you would hope you're getting a guy who's going to be a pro bowl contender every year and uh and they could use that anywhere on this team right i, I agree with that and but it's so funny too because you know we have that they have that point system most Every team has it. The Cowboys certainly have it. They, they can be, I guess, considered the father of the point system in that draft thing with Mike McCoy, who was a kind of a small owner uh, uh, with the Cowboys at one point. He was time. a but minority anyway, owner, not a small Minority, owner. yeah. Well, yeah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> no, Jeffrey well, Luria, who owns was, the Marlins, he's a small owner. Well, he was white. What are you talking about? He was a white Person. So you were saying he was a minority owner. Yeah, there, there you oh, go. So we can yeah. we can take shots no. at you too. Oh my so, I mean, god! That's all, yeah, so we want to get if we want to get technical here. No, but okay. So we we talked about that other draft, right? That had in order: Cam Newton, Von Miller, Marcel Darius, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, all Pro Bowl. Every one of those guys, right? Right. You got the you got the MVP from last year in Cam Newton. You got the Super Bowl MVP in Von. All those guys were in the draft, right? Now go to go to the next year. And number two was Robert Griffin. Number three was Trent Richardson. Number five was Justin Blackman, who's out of the league. Number six was Morris Claiborne. Number eight was Ryan Tannehill. So each draft even is different. Because people are like, well, they should get a Hall of Famer at number four. And I'm like, well, is, is, is this draft, does this draft have the cachet that that – Ryan Tannehill is a pretty good quarterback. Are you saying that if if Carson Wentz is is Ryan Tannehill, that's not good enough for the Cowboys? 
Uh, I would say yeah, at number four, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I'll say this about. Let me say this about Tannehill very quick. Um, I just think he's at that tipping point in his career. Now they haven't been very good around him. That's a big part of it, obviously. I like him. He, he seems to be a hard worker. Seems to be important to him. All that. But he's at that tipping point to me where, okay, is this guy going to be a guy we're going to hitch our wagon to, or is he just going to be a guy to get a state made every year? So we'll yeah. see. Well, if you're going to take a quarterback with the fourth pick and he's going to be the first quarterback taken in the draft in all likelihood, then it, it's got to be – Well, I don't think he's going to be the first. I think that the Browns are going to take the first quarterback. You think Goff will go to the Browns? Well, either him or Wentz. I don't, I'm not sure which one, uh, but they're going yeah, to take Yeah, that's, in, that's interesting too. And to me, in a lot of these drafts, um, talking quarterbacks, there's been that, which one do you take, right? We had, right. believe it or not, I mean, in, in hindsight, everybody would laugh at you. I've got a 20-year-old who said, what? And I'm like, no, there was real discussion, Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning. Right. And there were some that thought Ryan Leaf had a bigger upside. Remember all that? Yes, yes. That, that Manning was the more on. polished of the two, and, and Leaf had yeah. more upside, yeah. right. More upside. He could run, he's this, he's that. Okay, and then, and then of course, Manning couldn't get by who was he could be, Georgia or whoever it was. So that that was some couldn't be Georgia. Everybody could be Georgia, right? Evan? Well, no, no, no. Back back in the day, I forget who the team. I, I forget who it was. Not listening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know okay. Evan's a huge okay. Georgia booster. No, but then we had Rick Meyer and Drew Bledsoe. Remember that? Yeah, yep. And they went they went one too. Um, so you can go through all these drafts where you had these two quarterbacks and you're like, whoa, who's gonna? Hey, Cowboys. Th- this is this is how right. Here you um, go. This Stay. is how no. This is how definitive the Cowboys were, right, in 1989. This is how Jimmy knew he had the next Hall of Famer in Troy Aikman. He used the supplemental number one on Steve Walsh, his guy. Right. In that same draft. That's after he took Troy Aikman. turned out, by the way, turned out to be the next. So using that supplemental number one, they gave up their number one the next year, which turned out to be the number one pick in the draft. (laughs) Because we went one to 15. Yes, but so they, how, they, did, they did turn Steve that's Walsh into, into well, some did. players. They turned Walsh into a second-round pick, didn't they? No, I think it was from the, from the Saints. Well, they got a they one. They got a one from them. But Is that what it was? Yeah. I just, yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I was happy because I moved up the pecking order, but I could not believe that New Orleans. That's nothing against Steve Walsh, but I was like, wow. Now, you, you bring up a very good point. I love going back and looking at these drafts because cause we just, we're a society that just lives in the moment and we, we don't go back and we don't look and see what happened. It's just like recruiting classes and all the build up to these right. things. And then we leave that all in the dust and we don't even think about it again. And this was the point I was making the other day when people were saying to me, uh, since the Cowboys took Alfred or they signed Alfred Morris, that means that they will not draft a running back. And I said, well, not necessarily so. You know, I, I would think they probably won't, knowing the Cowboys. Cowboys and how Jerry thinks that he he doesn't want to duplicate anything. He thinks he just wants to he's he's fixed holes and now we'll move on to the next one. But to, but to me, this is what you do. You look at when when the, it comes to your time with that fourth pick, and and I'm thinking at this point I want to take the surest bet I can find. I just because of what you said, uh, the, you listed the draft where it was. The first nine guys are all Pro Bowlers, and then and then you go the very next year and you have four guys. And you know, there, there's not you know there's not two players in the top fifteen picks, and so to right. me that's what it says to you is that I want to take the best guy because five years from now, if you look back and say Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in the game, he's the new Adrian Peterson. He's right. he's he's putting up fifteen hundred yards every year. He's unbelievable, and you you had the opportunity to take him and you didn't do it. You're Everybody's going to say if 
unless this guy you got was really good too, everyone's going to say, why in the world didn't they take Ezekiel Elliott? I, I agree. I don't think you want to. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think you want to pass up that special player if they deem Ezekiel Elliott to be that a special player, right? A really special player, not just solid, not good, not this. Then I don't know that you don't take him with that fourth pick. And everything indicates that the guy is really moving up on the on the charts on, on his ability. He can pass block. He can do it all as a back. And, and one thing I'm, I'm getting a little bored with or tired of is the notion, and I heard it a bunch when they signed Alfred Morris, and he was, you know, if you look at his yards per carry, <clears throat> excuse me, he declined every year. Um, and, and, I, and then everybody throws, well, McFadden, and he did. McFadden was like 3-3, three, 3-4, three, three, four, three, four, his last three years in Oakland, yards per rush. Right. So they're like, well, they'll take the average back and make him good. Well, why not do this? Why not take a great back if Ezekiel Elliott is that? Why don't take your great back and make that line have that line turn him into a Hall of Famer? You well, know, yeah, I agree hundred percent. If you tell me you if you tell me Elliot is the next Adrian Peterson, you're drafted. Here, yeah. Here's the question: How much does Elliot help the quarterback? How much does he help Tony Romo? Because as I sit here and in, in your discussion with Kevin, while I wasn't nodding off, <laughs> I, I, I thought I, I I thought you know what? I think Jerry loves Tony Romo more than he loves some members of his family. Wow! And and he and he will do. He will do whatever he can to prop up Tony Romo. Who better props up Tony Romo than a great running back if, if Ezekiel Elliott is indeed that? And what if, and let me ask you this, Kevin, what if McFadden and Morris are not competing for one and two, but are competing to be two, and Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott comes in to be number one? Well, I, I, that's, what I, that's what I think. You know, I, I just think to me, it's, this is a very. I think what has happened with the Cowboys, and I think there's some interesting some numbers that I looked up earlier uh, this spring that was really surprising to me about Jerry. But I think one of the problems that he gets into is that you know let let's you know let's figure out what we can do. To me, what you do is that when you got the fourth pick, let's just take the best player. Let, let's just make it as simple as that. This is the guy we believe in the most. We think this guy is really a great player. Let's take him. Because if you Kevin, take but, a, a DeForest Buckner because you need a pass rusher, you know, uh, or a Joey Bosa for the same reason, I hear people say that they fall in love with the position. Oh, there's – but after quarterback, the most important position is defensive end. you got to have a guy who can pass rush. And so, so that's why you take Joey Bosa. But what, GMs, but what if he's not that player? What GMs do, by and large, and it's not just endemic to Jerry. I mean, Jerry, Jerry's not a good GM. Let, let, let's call it what it is. There's some breaking news. Um, <laughs> but but it, it's he's not any different than anybody else. They spend five months of over analysis of these players, right? And they trick themselves into thinking that that something on an esoteric level becomes much more important than the very basic facts. And the best GMs in the business understand you don't make it any more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, and and I, I do think in the first five picks that, by and large, I don't want to make this, you know, I'm not going to go out there and make that pick, and, and certainly Barry's not going to make that pick. We know Barry couldn't do that. But I, I do think that it's not as difficult as – as so many teams make it out to be. And obviously it is difficult because we this is not a science. This right. is an art. Right. Right. Babe, you were going to say something before Evan uh, interrupted you. you. No, Go ahead. I was, no, I was going to follow up to Evan. Evan said they've tricked themselves into thinking. Now, uh, do we have any Bob Dylan fans out there? Or do I need to get Kalisha on the phone? Uh, <laughs> that's a name that's not mentioned on this podcast. 
<laughs> okay, those are not Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, you can talk about all you want. The other name we don't mention there. Oh, okay, good, good. Um, there's a great <laughs> one of my favorite lines comes from a song called "My Back Pages," written by Bob Dylan, and he says, "They deceived us into thinking we had something to protect," and that goes along your lines, Evan. Why? And, and there's no bigger. I don't want to say fan, supporter, whatever you want. I, I think Tony Romo is, is a really, really good quarterback, and I think it's a shame the perception of Tony Romo. And I think nothing did Tony, nothing helped Tony more than Tony being out last year because you realize this is what this football team is without the guy. But the Bob Dylan line, they deceived us into thinking we had something to protect. Well, we're, we're trying to prop up Romo for another four or five years, and we want to get the most out of him. And, They've been to one playoff game. They've been to one playoff in the last six years. So, again, they deceived us into thinking we had something to protect. This isn't... I understood completely Jerry and the Cowboys thinking with that team that kind of all got old together, you know, with Troy and Nate. And you, you, hey, they had done it. They'd won three. Right. They, you give, give them the benefit of the doubt to try to get another one to catch lightning in a bottle or whatever you want to say. Don't do the Mark Cuban thing where you say, well... we'll but, but, you know, give them, give them a chance to keep trying to do this because it's hard to assemble that kind of a team with those kind of players, with those kind of skins on the wall. But they did it. So, obviously, they had a couple of years in there where they just held on to guys too long. But that team deserved the benefit of the doubt. Would you not agree to say, let's see if you guys can do it again? So, so what are you saying here well, about Tony Romo? Well, I'm saying we're, we're all talking. I just I did my uh, live chat last week, and somebody said if Romo gets hurt for an extended period of time, can Kellen Moore lead this team to the playoffs? Well, they haven't been led to the playoffs with with Tony, although obviously he was out there. But this team hasn't been in the they've been in the playoffs once in the last six years. There, there, there so, is, there is, and they're four and twelve last year, and we're talking about them like a playoff team. They're not. Yeah, there is nothing to protect here. Yeah, I would have to make this. You have to do whatever John you can. Elway's, John Elway's got the tough job out there in Denver. He's got a defense. Uh, we know what they're about. We saw it. And now, obviously, they've got some free agent hits. But that's a team you got to try to assemble. It. You're not. You're not trying to win five years down the road. You're trying to. You know. You're trying to get another one. I think and that. I think that guy really knows quarterbacks, though. Don't you, though? I think. Oh, I, I, you know what? I, 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 I look at John Elway, and I think this is one one of the GMs. I think who can really say. I mean, he he rolled the dice on Peyton, right? And I I don't think that uh, I thought Peyton was done, you know, uh, yeah. when, when they signed him, and and so I I think that the, that he could probably do that. But I want to go back to the thing about the about the drafts, and because I think this is a surprising. This was when I looked this up on on numbers because the Cowboys have as of right now uh, the three of the top sixty seven picks. So I went right. back and looked at the, at their history and how often they had. Uh, how many picks they you know uh, had the top seventy five picks? Uh, you know they had three or more in the, in the top seventy five. First of all, in Jerry's tenure, they've had that thirteen times. Oh look at Barry's falling asleep on me. They've had that thirteen times. So that was that's surprising to me that they had that often. But what was really surprising to me was that only on three occasions could you say they did a they didn't do at least a good job. And one of the things that happened those those Cowboys teams you're talking about those Super Bowl teams. Was right. I believe in, in in ninety one or ninety they had they had seven 
uh, picks in the top 75. And then, then they had five. And then they had wow. six. You know, so you're picking, guys. Had, yeah. You're, you're, not only did they have a lot well, of picks, the, they had a lot of high picks. But that was their history early on, and it's something Jerry's tried to repeat over and over well, again. Which there's, is a salary, there's a salary cap now. Well, thank salary, thank the, you, Herschel Walker. Right. And, and that's why Jimmy was so cavalier with picks. He had so many of them. If, if, and if, premium picks. Not I, just picks, but premium picks. And if, and if he didn't like, if, if he knew on day three that you were not worthy of the pick, you were gone. Right. And the, and the, the point is is that since then, there has only been three drafts that where Jerry had uh, three or more picks in the top 75 that were he did at least get one really good player. So so my point is is that well, – What I, is your point? That, he, that, that Jerry has gotten rid of those picks. He's, tra- he's traded talk. two number ones for, for uh, Joey Galloway. He's, he's traded a number one for Roy Williams. He's traded down and, and out of those uh, premium picks. That's when Jerry's gotten in trouble. If, as long as he just stays with these picks when he has them and not give them up in trades, not be trading down to, uh, to so get overpriced players, he's really done okay. So you trust – I don't know that I trust. I trust Will McClay, and I think if he has the with these top three uh, uh, these these picks, uh, I think he can do well. So let's ask one more question about quarterbacks here. Let's say they don't take a, a quarterback with the fourth pick. Do you think that Dak Prescott is a guy who could be built into an NFL quarterback? That's a good question. I don't. I can't give you a definitive answer, but I, I think they like him. Um, I, I think it'll be very interesting to see. Where he falls, obviously he had the DWI. You know, I, I don't know if that's a red flag or if that's just a. I don't want to say a one-off because I don't want to be cavalier about it. But if that's just, hey, hey guy made one bad decision, and but he's a solid kid and all that. Um, his accuracy scares me a little bit. Can he be? And again, I, I always say the number one thing is accuracy. Right. For quarterback. Right. I, I always love it. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday, and I, I always love it when they say, you know, he's. He's big, he's smart, he's got size, he's this, and that. Yeah. He's just not real active. I'm like, well, well then I don't care that he's big and he's strong and he's yeah, got a 36 on his uh, ACT. And it's like, if he's not active, he can't play. So that said, Prescott, I'd, I'd like to see a little more accuracy. However, again, if you're not using a excuse me, top pick, premium pick, if he's sitting there, I don't know where he'll end up falling to, but if he's sitting there in the fourth round, you and you didn't take one up top, yeah, he would be a guy I think I would like to work with. He, he intrigues me a little bit, I guess is what I'm saying. Do you think back, to, back to your point very quickly, Kevin. I, I, went, I looked at all the, uh, the the last 10 years of draft picks, so everybody gets very parochial in their thinking you know, about how, obviously, Bill Belichick is a master at the draft and the Cowboys are off. It doesn't matter where you are, your team sucks, right? Because you look and say, well, they got that guy in the third round. Well, everybody had a shot at him. Cowboys, though, there's nobody that has drafted more All-Pros in the first round in the last six years. They've drafted, in their, on their first-round picks, they've had four of them Pro Bowlers, four All-Pros in those last six years. How many, they're all, how many were offensive linemen, though? Well, but does it matter who you take? Des Bryant was one of them. Yep. Des Bryant was one of them. Uh, they've had uh, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Gosh, I'm trying to remember the fourth. Who would it have been? Was that Travis Frederick? Would he have been a? I don't know. If, I don't think Frederick was Pro Bowl, so I apologize for that. Okay. But in the last ten years, Cowboys total Pro Bowlers that they've drafted, okay, in the first round, Cowboys have had ten. That's at the top of the list. <laughs> but the so, but the depth is just not there in their drafts, babe. Well, if you can, yeah, you can argue. 
uh, not you could not argue. You can have a legitimate argument that, that you know four, five, six, seven. They have not done a very good job. Yeah, Anthony Hitchens uh, they, was a fourth rounder, and that was probably that, that's probably been their best pick after the third round is Anthony Hitchens. I think in the last four. Or yeah, five but we years. can go through and, and, drafts you know, Bruce, and find. Yeah, Bruce Carter uh, had, was a second rounder, but you know he had five interceptions. He didn't get a second contract here. Now he's Tampa Bay released him as well just recently. But uh, they, they've done a good job. Of well, yeah, they had Demarco Murray in the third round. I mean, yeah, in the first three yeah. rounds, I don't have as much a problem except for the Gavin Escobar pick that Barry loves so much. Uh, oh, babe, you back me on that, right? If, Gav, if in the right, in the right offense, he he would be devastating. Correct? Yes. If the offense was a Nerf football <laughs> offense. And it was against you guys. Are, you guys are going to be He's so been, sorry oh, when he goes it. when he goes somewhere else and is leads the league in receptions yeah. in New England. He's, Go ahead. He's been a failure here. Okay, that's I'll, the bottom I'll be line. Honest with you. Yeah, and I've, I've I look at some guys and I say, wow, why isn't why isn't this happening? Why isn't and I, I've never I've never looked at him and said. Although, let me say this. <laughs> I'm going to backtrack. He, he had a great no. He had a great training camp last year. He really did. He was out. I'm there basically every practice, and he looked great. And then they just put him on the shelf again. But I've I've never understood. I mean, a lot of people didn't understand it at the time. But I always defer. I said, well, there's a plan that we may not know about. But I've never, having looked at that, uh, I I just don't understand uh, the draft pick at the time. And well, that was that was that was. He's never looked like a guy. Where you said, "Why can't they get him on the field?" Now, keep in mind too, Des was out last year. They're keep playing Bryce Butler. They're playing all these guys. If ever there was a time to say, "Let's incorporate this guy in the offense," that would have been the time. All I right. think he's the what? I think he's the Roddy Bobois of the Cowboys. I like that, Roddy, Roddy Bobois. Okay. Okay. That's a good okay. name, Barry. Barry Hush. That, that is a good everybody, two. Everybody thought Carlisle was an idiot, right? Why is he playing Roddy Bobois? Free, free Roddy. Follow, yeah, Roddy. right. Free Roddy. You got to defer to Carlisle and say, you know, maybe he knows something. I he's don't. free now. This is a good. Yeah, he's free. <laughs> this is two and a half minutes of our lives speaking about Gavin Escobar that we'll never get back. And I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit bitter about that. Before we let you go, babe, you have sent you have sat here for a half an hour and told us why the Cowboys should draft a quarterback. You know this organization better than the three of us put together. Will they draft a quarterback in the first round? Yes or no? He's going to equivocate here. Go well, ahead. no. I'm, I'm, if, if, if he wanted a yes or no, I'm going to say no. Because what's the best indicator of future behavior? Yeah. Past behavior. Yes. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Will they draft a running back? Will they, will they draft Elliott? I, I would not be surprised, and I don't know that I've. I'm sure it's been there, um, and and we all follow the draft to some extent or another. And I'm not so sure that I've seen a draft where the top guys are not really. I mean, where the guy could be taken at number two, but he could be taken at number ten. Right. Yes. You're. You I, think, I, I think. I think that's right. I just. I mean, hey, Goff and Wentz. They they could go, they could go two three, and, and I don't know if somebody's looking at golf and saying I'm not so sure about this and that and the spread and this build and you'll be at twelve. Right. I mean that's just I don't know that I've seen a wider fluctuation on those top picks. Obviously, once you're you know you move out of your top ten, then things are going to change a little bit. But I can't. But I would not be I don't want to say surprised, but I would not be shocked. How's that? If the Cowboys took Elliott at four, I would not be shocked. I think he's. We talked about that special player. 
he, he could be that special player. All right, babe, we don't want to keep you any longer. We we really appreciate the breakdown on the Cowboys quarterback and the summation that they ultimately will not take one. Um, well, very quickly, too, since you like Gavin Escobar. I don't. I do. I, now, they won't draft a quarterback, but they'll draft tight end. Martellus Bennett, second rounder. Anthony Fasano, second rounder. Gavin Escobar, second rounder. This is all while they had Jason Witten. I'm like, okay, so if you can use second round picks on tight ends left and right, how about a quarterback in there once in a while? Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> no, they'll that's take Hunter point. Henry in the second round, babe. Oh, my God. That, that's his love affair with the Arkansas tight end. Yeah. He's Now, he, he's a stud. He's a good one. He's another Jason Witten. He's a Jason Witten a, a starter kit. All right, well, well, and now you, you do look at maybe how long's Witten got, you know? It could be really a, that real production. Absolutely. Year or two, so. Absolutely. Anyway. All right, babe. It is, it is, babe. Evan, babe, Evan has to go because he has he has to be at opening day. He won't let us talk to you about Springsteen, who you went to New York to see, and now I assume you're going to see here at uh, the AAC. Is let that me, correct? Let me tell you something. What, the only hey, thing. Barry, what, Barry, what's the best indicator of future behavior? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you you quoted uh, Zimmerman, Robert Zimmerman, and you didn't quote Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Okay. Name me the other. Name me. Uh, Bob Dylan's from Hibbing, Minnesota. Name me the other famous Hibbing, Minnesota. Is he? A, he must be a hockey player. No. All right, Kevin. Basketball. Basketball. Kevin McHale. Kevin, Kevin McHale. McHale. Wow, there's a the, lot the trivia. Yep. All How about right. that too? If you think of two two really disparate people and personalities. Home of Bob Dylan and Kevin McHale. As you drive into town, <laughs> Evan, Evan is not. Evan's got to go. We got to go because Evan. We'll see you guys. Evan's Bye. got one foot Thanks, out the door. Babe. Appreciate it, babe. Thank you so much for the time. We will talk to you soon and after the draft when the Cowboys don't take a quarterback. What else? Yeah, what? what, what thanks for being with us, babe. Let it, Evan's going to tell us what other podcasts we have going today. Well, we also have uh, a opening day spectacular, Barry. Spectacular. With with uh, both Michael Young of the Rangers and Richard Justice of MLB.com. And Former we will, Dallas Morning News employee. Uh, for three, a yeah, second. Three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then we will also have a special on the greatest team in Dallas-Fort Worth history. Uh, I understand two uh, of our greatest minds are going to uh, debate that. Um, and uh, you can find us at Ballsy Podcast. Uh, on iTunes and the Android Store. That's please, Ballsy with a Z. Please subscribe. Please ballsy download. With a Z, not Ballsy with an S, because Ballsy with an S doesn't rhyme with anything. Okay, again, there goes the world's longest outro. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.